0: to the miracle The sparrows not worry about tomorrow Or oh, the troubles to
1: come The not thinking about the seasons The drought or the flood The tree that's planted by the water Isn't fazed by the fire So why should I be? Cause you take
0: A thousand angels around your throne to bring. Thank you
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Crossroads. Super excited to be here with you guys. Let's let's do our thing. Let's have some fun and worship Jesus. Have a blast. I'll go ahead and pray and we'll get going. Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, for this incredible, beautiful day, God. I pray, God, that you really just do something awesome today. We love you and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. You guys want to stand? You're welcome to stand. If you want to sit and chill, that's.
3: doesn't change, that he's still living and active and creating breakthrough moments in our life, it's important to stop and remember because it's really easy to forget, especially when something new challenges us or gets in our way, we forget so quick. So uh, one of the things we do to continue to focus on trying to remember is we receive communion together. Jesus sat with his friends and he said, this is my body. He took the bread, he broke it. He said, this is broken for you. And, and every time you eat it, do this in remembrance of me. He goes, remember that your freedom from sin, it was paid for with the price. It wasn't a small thing. So quickly we go, ah, my problems and I don't know if God can help me if he's big enough. I don't even know if he's paying attention. And he says, I'm paying attention just remember what i'm done for you and he said this cup this is a simple this is my blood which was poured out for you you see the price that i had to pay was extreme it wasn't just a simple thing the way i know we're forgetful is you can read through the bible and see different ex- circumstances where people he had just done something amazing for them and so quickly after they forgot they're like i they just turned. I mean, he had literally just brought him out of Egypt cr- through a dry sea that he parted. And as soon as they got there, they were like, What? There's no McDonald's here? There's no steak? You mean we're just going to have bread that you fall from heaven? Like, that's it? You're going to let us die in the desert? He goes, I'm not going to let you die in the desert. I crossed the sea to just let you die here. But we forget those things. And he says, It's important to stop and remember that he is God and that he loves us, that the sacrifice he made for us is important and it's life-changing. So take a moment and I'd love for you to think about the times that he came through for you in your life where you can remember his power, his presence, where there was breakthrough when you go like, I prayed and he came and he saved me, he rescued me, he helped me in this situation because those are things you can go back to and go like, This next time when it gets hard, I can remember he's gonna come through again. So if you wanna go ahead and take the bread and take the cup, let's do that. Worship team, go ahead and lead us in the next song.
2: wherever you're at. You're never too far away from him. His forgiveness on the cross was enough. There's nothing that we have to do to earn it, it's just there. So let's just sing this together. James Brown.
3: In something really quick. And uh, I know you're like, well, he'll do announcements. I'm gonna I listen in really quick, really close. Can I tell you how you stay free? Because he says, you know, you pick me up, you turn me around, you set my free on telegram you you gave me a new name, you changed me. The Bible says that we were slaves to sin, and that he had to buy us out of that, that Jesus spilt his blood the thing we just talked about a minute ago that he paid our price to be free imagine what you've seen in some of those movies like the slave market jesus came and paid our price to free us to take the chains off and do that let me tell you how you stay free he he already told you it's in the bible when he freed the israelites and he brought them across the sea and he made them free he said let me tell you a couple things let me start with the first thing put me first You put me first. If I'm the first thing in your life, the rest will take care of itself. And I'm going to give you an application to that. If you want to give God your whole heart, that includes your money. You're like, what kind of church is this? (laughs) This is the kind of church that says, that God says that the things of this world will fight for your heart. Jesus said, you cannot love money and you cannot love me. You have, to, you have to literally kill that thing inside of you that wants to keep it all, that wants to plan for its own future, that wants to put everything it has first. He says, you put me first. That's a tough thing to say, but Jesus said it a lot. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings. You can do that online and things like that, but I'm going to tell you, if you haven't started that process, it is freeing. Because when you make $10 and you give one, it doesn't seem as hard but when you make ten thousand dollars you're like what could I could do a lot of things with a thousand dollars he says I can do more if you put me first watch how I can bless the rest you can't outgive him, you can't out-give him. that's true Henry listen to Henry <laughs> this might seem like it's a uh, break than we need right here but I'm going to tell you how many families were blessed as we went through the COVID season with God's provision it wasn't easy for everybody and I'm not going to minimize that we were we had it planned to do a series and it, it ended up being on giving and we didn't know COVID was going to happen but God knew and we talked we said should we continue to do this and he said yeah he said I know what was coming and we talked about giving for four weeks we're like that's not a great way to start a thing online when everybody's at home We got from families who said, you wouldn't imagine how God freed us from so many things, how our finances are so much better a year later because they put him first. So whether you do your giving online or there's a box in the back of the room, people, I want to encourage you to put him first in every area of your life, that he's the first thing you think about. For me, that looks like when I get paid, I just figure out what is the total amount I got paid and I give him my first part. Because... It's so easy to start. When I come back to it later, I, I think I spent a little bit of his part because other stuff came up or we wanted to do something. So I have to start with that. So I want to encourage you when it comes to your finances that God wants your whole heart. He gave his whole life for you. He's saying, I bought you free. I want your whole heart. That includes our finances. So we're going to take a break for just a minute. If you're watching online, they'll have a thing for you and uh, we're going to do our giving. We're going to reset the stage and then we'll have a couple things and we'll get going. Welcome everybody, welcome for those of you who are here in the room, for those who are watching online, we love you all. If uh, you've never connected with us for the first time, we'd love for you to fill out like a connection card so we can get to know you more. We won't send you anything unless you want it, (laughs) but we do want to know your name. We're a community here. We're not about just nobody knowing us. We want to have a relationship. We want to have that available for you if that's something you would like. So please let us know, we wanna connect with you. Just uh, a quick thing, Um, we wanted to highlight one of our ministries this morning. Uh, For those you may or may not know, we have um, a youth group ministry on Tuesday nights, (laughs) yeah, a couple of them, they might've heard about that. Tuesday nights at 6.30 and it's for sixth grade through 12th grade and uh, we believe that assisting you and helping your young men and young women Um, be followers of Jesus is an important thing and we invest in it. Uh, We care so much about them and we're doing everything we can to encourage them and support them in their journey of discovering Jesus. One of the things we're going to do this summer is uh, they always love to get away from you. I don't know why that would be, but uh, we're going to take them to Colorado to summer camp and it's a blast. Our kids love it there. And um, it'll be a lot of fun. There's registration information online. So if you're a student, start bugging your parents about it um, so you can plan for it, save for it, get registered for it. It's coming up sooner than you think. One of the things we do to help support them is we do a fireworks stand. So we let people blow stuff up. And some of that money comes to help send kids to camp and do fun things to support them. That's usually right around July. um, But if you want to volunteer and help with that or have your kids do that, that's a good way, too. So... Um, we don't have a lot of other announcements, so if you're like, what's going on, when can I do this, when can I do that, go to the, our website or uh, crossroadsgo.org, or you can go to our app and you can go find out what's happening when, learn a little bit more about our team, learn a little bit more about us, what we're doing. So with uh, nothing left, I don't know what we have going here today, but it's going to be interesting, so you're going to want to tune into this, because I feel like either a wedding's going to happen or something else close to that. But Pastor Rob's gonna come this morning and share, it's gonna be great. So welcome him. Wow.
4: <laughs> yeah, service, anybody need to get married this morning? <laughs> One, there we go. There we go. Anybody need to get married? Anybody need to get buried? Anybody get baptized? We can do that this morning. I mean, come on up. It's really, it, seriously, I'm not joking. There's water in here, so you can get baptized this morning if you like. We'll cover it all today. Good morning and welcome, and thanks for being here. And it's not snowing, Henry. Thank you. Ah. G- thank you. There's so somebody else in the room. Is like full of it. Okay. The white stuff is over. The the, the warm stuff is. Look, this Irish boy's got a tan. Look at that. <laughs> oh, like, and it's not it's not rub on. Okay, it's real. I've 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 whatever they. I've, what do they call it, Dre? I've been shedding for a week and a half, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, good morning and welcome across both those online. Thanks, Joe, for our introduction. And those here, thanks for joining us this morning. My name's Rob, and I'm one of the pastors here, I guess. Um, I don't know if you know about this, but today and yesterday, and actually ahead of us, all over the world, people have paused just like you have this morning in fact there's friends of mine in australia they're a day and a bit ahead of us they've had sunday it's actually monday and monday day there's some friends in india it's midnight right now they had church last night when you were sleeping and we paused this morning here in utah and over our state all over our country to just wait on him and if you wouldn't mind this morning would you do me a favor you just kind of bow your head close your eyes just for a second while you're sitting and let's just pray this morning could we daddy you're, you're kicking the pants I think you of the coolest cat i've ever met in my life thank you for loving me when i didn't deserve it thank you for pursuing me when i didn't know i needed to be pursued thank you that you came and you found a way to unlock my life that you could get in and said so, dad we just come today and we just ask for your guidance and direction we ask that you would bless lord jesus those who would pause today and just focus in and enjoy you Lord, as Jason and the team a minute ago gave us an opportunity just to be with you and to be close to you and to, to raise praise to you and you alone, I thank you, Dad, that you're faithful. I ask you to bless our state. I ask you to bless our time. ask you to bless our nation. I ask you to bless our world. I ask you to give our leaders wisdom and insight and discernment beyond their wildest imagination that they have such a weight of responsibility, Father God, that they need your guidance. Would you lead us? Would you be with us? Would you... Allow your hand to be upon our nation. Allow your spirit to descend upon our nation like never before, that you would have supremacy over everything and over every person. Dad, we ask in your precious name. those people said, amen. Amen. Hey, welcome to our final message in our series, Worst Advice Ever. Uh, We've been exploring the idea, uh, kind of the advice that you've been given advice. You've either received advice or you've accepted advice from somebody else that probably wasn't good. Advice that maybe even sounded good at the time, but it actually wasn't afterwards. Like, follow your heart. We kind of talked about that, right? Then we did the whole forgive and forget thing, which doesn't actually happen. Because you're not a robot, right? Then we kind of went into message last week that you've got this. Sounds good, but, but it's not. Um, we learned last week that we can't handle everything, but we can trust God in everything. Here's my question for this morning. Is do you? Do you? I mean, Jason, I mean, he's Jason, thank you, worship team. Thank you so much for allowing us to have an opportunity to step into that this morning. And we sing great songs, and he gets enthusiastic, and then he gets our blood running, and he stirs us and he encourages us. And we kind of either go with him, we kind of go, well, oh, that's a little bit too far. There's all these opportunities that we get, but 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 Do you trust him? Have you invited him? Joe did a great job and he stole my message, so we'll just pray and go home. Because <laughs> if he's not first, what's the point? What's the point of doing this? I mean, this is just, and I'm pleased that this is culturally in a, in, insensitive and all that stuff. Someone come afterwards and, and correct me. But if we're just doing church, we're just doing it the white way, it's the wrong way. Because I wouldn't waste my time sitting in a room and checking a box just to listen to this white Mexican guy, because he is, get enthusiastic about music, and he's behind his guitar, and he's doing his thing, and he loves it, and you watch him in a coffee bar, and he's no different. I watched him in a coffee bar two weeks ago, and he's as passionate in a coffee bar as he is here. Like in the coffee bar, I wanted to go up and play Spoons, but he wouldn't let me. I've asked him for like 17 years to let me come up here with him, and he goes, Robert, people need to stay in a rhythm, and you don't have any. I love you, but you don't. (laughs) But he he gives us opportunity to do that. And I just wonder, do you? See, even if we know we can, do we trust and prioritize God in everything? Because that answer really affects the thought or the big thought for today in a huge way. Personal disclaimer before we go any further. So if you need my email, it's raguileratme.com. Up front before we go any further, I'm still learning and desiring to grow in what today's thought really means. And how it should play out and what it really looks like for me in every, each new season. Because to be really honest and transparent with you, I'm as nervous as giddy up even to get to today's thought. Because at times over the years when I've had conversations with women, they've asked me, they got really angry at me because they never let me finish. Or oh, they've got, well, that's what God called me to. I'm like, no, that's not what God called you to. That's what God asked you to do for Him. He actually called you to be a daughter or a son. He didn't call you to today's statement and today's thought. Sometimes, you know, we <laughs> sometimes the advice we get is just really, 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 really bad. Um, no matter how you look at it, it is just bad advice. Before we show you the video clip in a minute, please don't ever do this. And if you do do this, don't call me, call Jason. If you're watching online, we're working through the process. We can't show video clips, so you're going to get a a picture of what we're actually going to be going to do today today in the room. But in the room, we're going to watch something, and a lot of people will probably throw up. And it'll turn their stomachs, because I would never want to do this. But people do this. This is the worst advice ever. So please, please, if you hear nothing else today, don't do this this coming winter. Thank you, guys. So worst advice ever. Don't ever stick your wet tongue to a cold pool, right? But people give us advice all the time that just is really, really bad advice. Some people say, well, you know, it's really okay. God doesn't have to be first. He loves you anyway. In fact, the Bible says he's actually jealous. In fact, we're gonna get to some words in a minute that actually take your breath away when you pause and think about what he says. But sometimes the advice we get it may initially sound good for a variety of reasons, but as we allow it to settle, or maybe after the dust has settled, maybe it, it sounded good, but actually it wasn't. What about you? What advice have you received that in the initial moment sounded great, but afterwards maybe wasn't? A lot of people have said that, that this has happened to them. Like when they've purchased something, it sounded like a deal of a lifetime in the moment, until the excitement wore off and then the first payment came due. You know, hey, you can get it, you can afford it, you can have it, it's okay. And then eventually 30 days pass and, and the dust settles and we go, can we actually afford this, babe? I, I know Andrea helped me walk through that. I, I, you know, I'm an Irish guy, in case you didn't figure that out. And we don't really have a lot of four by fours in Ireland because um, the roads are really small and gas is really expensive. In fact, gas is about six and a half dollars a right now in, in the U.S. And, and so we, we were in, in Nevada, and then we moved to Fresno. In case you don't where Fresno, Fresno is the armpit of California, because um, it was over 100 degrees for 21 days when I first arrived there, and this little Irish boy thought that Jesus had sent him somewhere else rather than heaven. <laughs> but, but before he we went, I, I, I talked Andrea, worst advice ever, I talked Andrea into purchasing a, a Ford Explorer 4x4, because I wanted one. And we were moving to Fresno. And they don't have snow in Fresno. They have fog. And so we purchased it. Andrea was loving enough to let me. She should have stopped me. It was her fault. She should have known better. But she let me go ahead and do it anyway. And we get to Fresno. And we're there about three months. And the first service on it came up. And I took it into the garage. And and the guy did it. And then I went to pay the bill. And he told me a number. And I said, I didn't have six cars in here. I had one. They he goes, well, sir, I had to, you know, here's the service I had to do was the four by four, and then the wheels and the tires were like, you know, $10,000 a tire. And then I'm like, excuse me? And I could hear Andrea and Jesus like talking to me. <laughs> like there was Andrea and Jesus on my shoulder. Like, like I told you so, you know. And, uh, and I remember going home and going, honey, I, I gave you the worst advice ever. I think us purchasing the four by four was the worst decision i ever made in my life. And she went i told you so she didn't really she said well what do you like what do you think we'd like to do i said well i want to bite the bullet and fix it and so we took it to a garage a car place and, and traded it in and traded it for a, a camry so i went from driving a four by four to like driving a camry which kind of brings you to the ground with bang <laughs> in that sense but it was the worst advice ever that i had talked andrea into doing and there was a consequence for her that we had a hit on our budget, and since then, her and Jesus have done better with me, and they're really good with their money, and so I kind of use her and Jesus as my templates to keep me moving in the right direction. So we haven't done it, have we done it again? Have I done it again with a car? Whoa, okay, (laughs) wow, excuse me? Turn the lights off, Uh, okay. But maybe today's thought as we get there in a second falls into that type of situation, that it, it, it sounded good, but when it all settled out, it actually wasn't. Um, I, I remember having to walk through the application of today's idea through in my own kind of life when I rounded the corner on my journey into this thing called the Christian life and my Christian faith. From curiosity at a distance to an up-close-and-personal transformation of my life from Jesus being this person way out there to Jesus being this person living in here who had transformed and and changed me. Come with me on a journey today, would you? Or at least start it with me today and hopefully discover for yourself maybe how you and I might apply today's advice in a very, very different way. You see, the temptation because of the experiences of 2020 as we move into this new season of 2021 is to invest in family first. When in reality, the best thing you and I can do for our family is to invest in Jesus first. Because I think that that's actually dad's heart for all of us in reference to this right application of today's misleading or sometimes out of balance advice. With the best intentions in the world, it sounds good, but was it? Family first. Family comes first. Family over everything, or family is everything. Where well, that's my Irish application of family first. The idea was family came first in my family, no matter what the cost, because my family's a Protestant family, and I love them, but Protestant families in Ireland hate Catholics. So the family first thing was they didn't care what I wanted to do or how I felt. I, my role as a Protestant son in this Protestant family was to hate Catholics and to do what Protestant families do, and it kind of headed down that road for me. Or even in our local culture, of the application of it here in Utah, for so many people, family first, and for so many people, with all due respect, that means kids first, regardless of how it affects everyone else. Absolutely, we should love and serve our families and others, but never at the expense of not loving Jesus first. Pastor Joe took us there as we transitioned. Let me propose maybe a healthier way to maybe think about it. I think it's the overflow idea. It's about filling from the top so that everyone gets refreshed, filled, and impacted in the right order, not just some. Because I think if we miss a step, someone gets neglected or left out or leftovers, which so often is Jesus or our spouse's. See, when we do, and I'm not going to do it because I tried it at home and it messed up three or four times, but we'll get close. See, if I keep going, they'll all fill. It'll splash all over the place, but each level will fill accordingly. You can look at it this way if you want to put that picture up for me, if you wouldn't mind. It's the idea of the champagne fountain. It's the idea of filling from the top down and allowing it to overflow and not it to be a drain or a drag. It's allowing an abundance within you and I to be poured into other people, not the leftovers. Maybe the picture will help you as we move through the morning to think about today's not-so-good advice. Family first. Let me repeat a statement that we need to remember. Yes, we should love and serve our families and others. Absolutely. But it should never be at the expense of not loving Jesus as our first love. Especially if we believe that he is where true love and life comes from. This scripture is not in your notes. But in John 7, it says this, Then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All of the thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out From within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. See, He wants it to be an overflow in our life and everybody else. And we have to prioritize putting Him first. You could say our relationship with Him is represented by the first glass in the fountain. And when it's filled first, it's natural and the right order starts to affect everything else about us and everyone else around us. It's like, us, Jason. Would you come here a second, please? Yeah, you. I'm not going to get you wet. I promise. Would you hold that and hold that right on top of it? You need to hold it. Hold it with your fingers. Oh, oh sorry. Did not go in. My apologies. It didn't go in again. we laugh about it but that's actually what Pastor Joe said if Jesus isn't first you're dry you're empty you're of no use to anybody not your spouse not your children not your employer and Joe went there I was like Pastor Joe just keep going in this 2021 season, the biggest challenge will be, will Jesus be first in my life or will other things replace him? Will other things kind of get in the way and cause a lid to be on my life? No matter how much he pours out, nothing will ever get into me. Now, it might splash up on you. It might splash around you, but it won't get into you. And the whole idea of the worst advice ever is personally, I think, a habit that's in our local culture here has crept into the church is that we put our kids and our families first, and you're not supposed to. I'm sorry. In fact, we're going to get to it in a minute, and some of the words are really rough of what Jesus says. In fact, I had to step back and go, no, you, not, not, someone made a mistake here, didn't they? Jesus says, unless you hate your mother and your father, brother sister, son, daughter, et cetera, you can't be my disciple. Unless you hate, put aside, make me preference." You can't do it. Is that how you feel? That 2021 is like something's in the way? Something's become a lid that everybody else around you is getting wet, yours is not? That something else has slipped into that place? It sounds really noble to put our families first over everything else. It just feels like it's the right thing to do, right? Right? It's just not the Jesus way of how Jesus invited you and I, or you could say even commanded us to live. Way back in the Old Testament, he, he gave us 10 guidelines, 10 helpful hints. Actually, you could call them 10 commandments, actually. In Exodus 20, it says this, God spoke all these words. I am God, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of a life of slavery. What was the thing you were enslaved to before he got hold of you? Because he brought you out of it. What was the thing that was holding you back that was drawing from you, draining you, destroying you? What was that thing you were enslaved to? Because he was the one that set you free from it. And then he goes on to say this, no other gods, only me. Nothing first in your life but me. No, no carved gods of any size, shape, or form of anything, whatever, wherever, of things that fly or walk or swim. Don't bind out to them and don't serve them because I'm God, you're God, and I'm most jealous God. I think that covers everything and it covers andrea i love you honey but i'm sorry you're not first in my life and you never will be kaylee and megan i love you guys but you'll never be first because jesus is first your mom's second and then you that's the order that it should be in god calls it to a place i know that might sound crazy and maybe hard to process especially in our culture we live in here in utah where family seems to dominate everything And in a lot of places, it's worn as an unhealthy badge of honor. And I'm so sorry if it sounds harsh. It's not meant to be. I just don't want you to live life this way. And say that that's Christianity, because it's not. Jesus doesn't want anything before him. He literally wants this. That he, he pours into you first then everything else overflows to everything else. Brad, would you go fill this up again for me, please? No, I mean it. Seriously. I'm going to pour water all over the place today because I'm running. I go fill it for me, would you, buddy? Yeah, absolutely, please. See, Jesus wants you and I to live life from a place of overflow and health instead of leftovers and dregs. Instead of survival, he wants you to thrive. He wants you. To know. Coming to church doesn't make you thrive. It just checks a box of helping him with another resource to help you thrive. Thriving is a day-to-day, minute-by-minute engagement of Jesus. Going, I want nothing else to be in my life. In fact, if I placed this on there and I tried it and it fell over, but I won't. But if I placed this on there and then poured all the rest of the glasses would get some, except the one that really needs to get some. You. Me. I hear over and over and over and over again here in Utah, I'm so busy, I'm so rushed, I'm so drained, I'm so tired. I wonder why. What's the idea behind the story you hear about the plane that's at 50,000 feet and it drops 5,000 feet in seconds? And what falls out of the ceiling? An oxygen mask. If you can untangle it, Robert. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Kyle. What falls out of the ceiling? And I know you know the answer, but I ask people all the time, if you have your three kids on the plane with you and you're with your spouse and the plane drops 5,000 feet and the mask falls out of whose mask do you put on first? That's not what people say. Most mums say, my children, mom, I love you. But you're wrong. If you don't put your own mask on as you're reaching to everybody else and you don't make it, guess what? Everybody dies. And so often we go, yeah, it's the right godly church thing to do. It's just not the Jesus thing to do. Jesus never said, make sure everybody else's masks on and just suck it. And let me... He let me say, put your own mask on first and then go help everybody else because then you can go help anybody that's struggling. But if you don't have your mask on first, if you're not being filled first, if something's got in the way, all the goodness of God being available is missing you and flashing by you. We miss the whole point. Some genuinely heartfelt answers are my kids first, with which the best of intentions is wrong. The right answer is yours. Why? Because if we reach out and try to get to our people and we don't make it, everybody dies. Maybe that's the idea behind Jesus loving Jesus first, as Pastor Joe said in our transition, or preferring or prioritizing him over everything else. Because the oxygen that we all need for all the other people in our life only comes from him. Or maybe you could say, only overflows. Thank you, Brad. Boy, you brought me a lot, Brad. Wow, this is going to be fun. That the oxygen that those people need, that your spouse needs, only comes from him. Doesn't even come from church. Doesn't even come from worship. Doesn't even come from praying. Doesn't even come from reading your Bible. They're all conduits that he used to get, get it to you. But the oxygen we need for other people, maybe it's go back to the mask, the fountain please, buddy. Is maybe that That's the one we should prioritize so that everything else can get wet and can get filled. Maybe a healthy family relationship stands a better chance of staying healthy and on track if we prioritize Jesus above everything else, that Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Maybe a simple way to say it is to say this. A good, healthy, home, life, marriage, family, or relationship only stands a chance not by what it's built with, but by who it's built with on we're all called and we're called to prefer him over them for our own good and for their good have you has 21 kind of tracked you away from this and tracked you to this has 20 kind of got you to a place where this is what it used to be in 19 and maybe going into 20 and now as you hit 21 it's this it's everybody else first I only have so much left, so I have to make sure they have it. And so I give it to everybody else, and I have nothing left. Because the glass was never designed to be empty. It was always designed to be full. It was never designed to be dry. It was always designed to be overflowing. Jesus used some really strong words to clearly communicate the idea. And we get to read them in the Bible and to be honest, at first glance, they stop you in your tracks and they took my breath away. It says this in, in Matthew 10 in the message. Don't think I've come to make life cozy. I've come to cut. Make a knife cut between son and father, daughter and mother, bride and mother-in-law. Cut through those cozy domestic arrangements and free you for God. I don't like this next statement. Well-meaning family members can be your worst enemies. If you prefer father or mother over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer son or daughter over me, you don't deserve me. Luke 14 says this in the Passion with Emphasis by Me. Jesus, as a massive of crowds followed Jesus, he turned to them and said, here Jesus stirs the water. When you follow me as my disciple, you must put aside, prioritize other versions of the Bible, say hate, or prefer with laser-like passion, your father, your mother, your wife, your husband, your children, your sisters, your brothers, yes, you will even seem as though you hate your own life. This is the price you'll pay to be considered one of my followers. And anyone who comes to me must be willing to share my cross and experience it as his own, or he or she cannot be considered to be my disciple. So don't follow me without considering what it will cost you. For who would construct a house before first sitting down to estimate the cost to complete it? Otherwise, he may lay the foundation and not be able to finish. And then let me jump further down in that section of Scripture. It says this, Likewise, unless you surrender all to me, giving up all you possess, you cannot be one of my disciples. Why? Because when we move away from the source, him, Jason, please. I've got lots of water now because Brad brought (laughs) me a lot of water, Jay. When you move away from me, the source, that is what happens. There's a lot of pouring and no filling. A lot of pouring. Lot of opportunity, a lot of place, a lot of it, but no filling. Nothing in it to help anybody. But when the order is kept right and it's not family first, it's Jesus, you can pour away and eventually it gets filled. Eventually it affects. Everybody else. Prefer, choose, prioritize me over them for your sake as well as for theirs. Family first, maybe not. But maybe it's family as an overflow from the source that we've decided to set in first place regardless of what's happening all around us in the moment that we find ourselves in. What are some of the pitfalls, the traps, and distractions for that? Well, One is this. I looked at my family for my validation and who I am and how I'm doing instead of Jesus. Never a good thing. Because families, especially my Irish cultural one, in fact, some of them are watching, and even what I just said is not a negative or not a good thing to say. Because in a Protestant family, you never say Irish culture. You always say Ulster. You always say Northern Ireland. Because Protestant people would never refer to themselves as being Irish but I am. I just happen to be from the north. So I'm from the north of Ireland. But in my family, my culture, if my family are watching right now, my cultural family, I'll get text messages about that. that. That Protestant boy said he was from Ireland, the Irish culture. You don't say things like that, Robert. And they constantly try to press me into a mold to be different than who I should be. We look to some things that have no real value to give us value or significance instead of what Jesus says about us. But my family needs me. No, your family doesn't need you. Your family actually needs Jesus radically flowing through your life in every way, shape, or form. So when it needs to be an overflow into them, you actually have something to give. You actually have something to let them enjoy, what's the benefits of it? The best thing I can do for the second love of my life, would you please stand, second love? For the third love of my life is my girls. For the fourth love of my life is you. For the fifth love of my life is all those people. The best thing I can do for the second love of my life is fall in love with the first love of my life, the resource who fills me and who fills you. That's the only good thing I can do for her. Thank you, babe. The only good thing I can do for all the loves of my life is to make sure that the first love of my life is in the right place. All the pressures and temptations of 2020, that maybe the pressures to put our family first in 2021. Maybe the first question we should ask for ourselves is, what will I decide to draw my refreshing from as we move into 2021 and through 2021? Jason, would you come, please? Are you struggling to prioritize him over them? Is it a fear thing? Is it an out-of-routine thing? Is it this is the routine you had in 2020 or 2019, and all of a sudden you get to 21 and this is the routine you have? That there's a lid on the source that used to refresh you and fill you? That you find yourself kind of in this kind of out of sorts. You have a flat tire on the right-hand side, and it's pulling to the right and pulling you into a ditch? Is that really what's going on? See, our choice has to be, I'm going to prefer him. Andrea, I love you, honey. But I'll never prefer you over him, because if I do, I'm done. I am undone. I am done. I am literally drained out if I do that. Why? So they can truly be refreshed by the source that they really need, and that you and I really need. Jason's going to play a song for me here in a second called I Surrender All. I'm going to ask you this morning, just as you said, don't close your eyes. Don't do any of that. If this morning you go, Lord, I I know that my 19 used to be like this and 20 kind of knocked me out of sorts and I feel this way. Let's see if this works. How much pouring takes place, you won't get filled. You won't find yourself back there, allowing Him to pour into you. And then pour over them. Worst advice ever. Best of intention, I think it's the best heart. It looks really good on the surface as family first. It's just the wrong advice. It should be Jesus first. And then if I could be so bold, this is a whole different sermon series, and so please forgive me, but guys, come see me afterwards. Just gonna give you some advice. It should always be Jesus first. And gentlemen, look at me a second. And then it should never be your kids. It should be your spouse. It should never be your kids. Biblically, it's supposed to be your spice. It's never been about, well, as long as my kids are okay. You'll get to the iris section in heaven and Jesus will go, that was good, it just wasn't good enough. Because I never asked you to prioritize the kids. In fact, I said, son, love your wife as Christ loves the church and gave his life sacrificially for her. Nowhere in that list does it say kids. They're next in the order, as everyone else is in the order. When you get it right, and the pouring's done right, it fills the three people who should be connected next together. That's Robert, Andrea, and Jesus. That's allowing him to connect us before we go any further. Allowing him to refresh us at the deepest of levels. I'm gonna ask Jason here in a second. I'm just gonna sit down next to him. He won't let me. I asked him to let me play spoons. He wouldn't do it. I asked him to be a backing backing vocalist. He was like, "Are you kidding me? Like I love you, Rob, but don't even think about it." So I'm gonna sit back there and mime pretending I'm singing with him and turning my mic off. Not. I want it to be relaxed. But if you know this morning, this is where you wear. you find yourself here going into 2021. I'm just going to ask you to come and take a spot and let Jason sing over you. Kneel down, sit down, lie down, don't snore. I'm serious. Just just, just come as Jason sings and go, Lord, I'm going to take a step. I want to find my way back. That, that you're the one that fills me. That something hasn't become a lid and even if it has, I'm going to I'm going to take the lid off, and I'm going to take a dry glass. I'm going to press a dry glass. I'm going to ask you to refresh me and fill me again. Thank you, Jason.
0: for you. and i surrender I'll surrender, I'll surrender.
4: I, I just know that I'm constantly looking for where he would happen to be. And, and here's what his word says. And here's why I asked you to come forward. Because it says count the cost. And, and just listen to me, those who are up here. There's people in the room might be looking at you and unpacking what you're doing. But who gives a rat, Right? You don't answer to them. The answer to Jesus, and here's what His Word says in Matthew 11: Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Distracted, out of sorts (emphasis by me), unsettled, out of routine, feeling empty, drained? Come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Take a walk and invite me to refresh and reset you. Simply rejoin your life with mine here at the start of this new journey. Decide to relearn my ways. And you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, and easy to please. And I am so for you. I will blow your mind and take your breath away. You'll find refreshment and rest in me, come here and draw close to me. Come here and draw close to me. I love the fact that you are a part of our online church and our in-person church online. If you're at home watching this, get on your knees in your living room. It's not about who sees you, who doesn't see, you. it's about him seeing you. It really isn't about anybody else but you and him. But just this morning, if you're here or you're online and you're sitting in this room and you've never had a chance to say yes to Jesus, it's really easy. Just stop and pause and press the pause button. Turn all the noise off and just simply say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me and for paying a price for my sins. Please become my Lord and Savior, Jesus, today I need you transform my life and fill it with the power and presence of your Holy Spirit. I I turn my life over to you. Do with it as you please. If you're watching this morning or sitting here, you've never done it before, and that's something you want to do in your heart, you're doing in your heart, would you come see me afterwards? You can text in. There's a number come up on your screen. If you're watching online, you can text in. If you're here in person, please come see me afterwards because it's not a sales pitch. It's just a journey of a conversation of a community and a family and these people up here are not doing it because someone made them They're doing it because God stirred their heart. Lord, I'd like you to get me to a place where I'm refreshed. I don't want to go into 21 empty with a lid of my life. I'm into 21 with the source that fills my life being you. That's why they're here. Not because they're bad people. Because they're going, Lord, I, I need my life to be refreshed. I need my life to be renewed in you and you alone. And wherever it spills, wherever it goes, wherever it has to go, I want it to be about me and you first and foremost as my number one. that, that family's in priority, absolutely, that family should never be first. In fact, family, when it represents our kids, should never be first and should never be second. should be third. That our first priority is Jesus. Our second priority is our spouse. Our third priority is other responsibilities. If you're single, it's about you being with Jesus and letting Jesus overflow from you into other people's lives. Don't keep it to yourself. Just don't fill your life and keep it. Fill your life and give it away to others. Let him fill it, empty it, fill it, empty it, fill it, empty it. Let him use you to refresh other people and change you at the deepest, deepest of levels. Join me in a second as we pray. Dad, um, I love you, and thank you that you're my oxygen. Thank you that you're my source of life, that refreshing at the deepest of levels only comes from you. Lord, you see my brothers and sisters, Lord, and I join them this morning in that request and that desire that our life would be filled with and overflowed with you and you. Lord, as we walk into this season, whatever it holds, whatever's ahead of us, whatever's coming down the pipe, as it were, that our source of refreshing would be you and you alone, and that we would prioritize the stuff in our life, yes, but nothing would ever take your place. In this case, Lord, don't let me let family replace you. Because if it does, Lord, I'm dead in the water. I ask you to bless my brothers and sisters. I ask to be with them. I ask you to guide them. I ask you to direct them. And whatever's going on in their heart and life right now, Jesus, I ask you to let your Holy Spirit renew them in a life-transforming and changing way that you would set them free because of who you are and because of the role and position you hold in their life. Dad, I ask in your precious name. And all God's people said, amen. Hey, guys, just stay there a second, would you? Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for taking this journey with us. Thanks for walking us forward and where God's taken us. And we're doing the very best that we can to, to move forward. One of the things I want to talk with you about this one, I want to talk with you about it. One of the things that we used to do before 20 kind of 2020 hit us as a church is I, I love kids being in worship with.